0: Hello, beautiful people. This is Callie, and you're listening to Girl Uninspired, the podcast where we talk about channeling our beings, finding our niche, and what we do about inspiration. Hi, welcome to episode 14. This is the last episode of 2019, and also the last episode of season one of Girl Uninspired want to shout out to you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this. If you like this podcast, share with your friends. If you want to be on this podcast, you can talk to me. Um, I am currently starting season two, so you guys can catch that coming out in 2020. Um, to expect in this episode, you're going to be hearing from a lot of really cool people. This episode is kind of a mashup of poems song requests, um, written word, journals, just a whole bunch of different types of mediums that have all come together from a whole bunch of different people. And the episode's central topic, central idea, is centered around the tarot card that I pulled, which was the magician. And if you don't know what the magician is, it's about beginnings, beginnings, um, finding the courage to start something, being creative, and kind of mastering the element that is your journey of life. And it's really exciting. I'm super happy that all of the people on this contributed. I'm so grateful to you all. Uh, thank you for listening to this podcast. It really means the world to me to see everyone enjoying it <laughs> so without further ado let's get into it um the first thing you guys will hear is a poem from Victoria thanks
1: hi my name is victoria forte and i'll be reading my poem the forest you're exploring the forest of my mind and you took a wrong turn you strolled into the place where my darkest thoughts live the bark was peeling off trees and forest fires ran rampant I expected you to run. I expected you to flee in fear. There were dark creatures there, ones made of lonely thoughts and one too many fears. But you sat down amongst the chaos. You made peace there. You kissed the trees where bark exposed burnt flesh, and you tamed the creatures of my mind. You settled there, made yourself at home. Slowly the fires faded, and saplings grew from scorched earth. You came into a place I'm afraid to go by myself, and made it new again. You were calm in the face of fear. You soothed my thoughts and laid my foreboding to rest. But you left. You held me once, and now I can't sleep at night because your arms are around me. You dried my tears and tried to piece me together, and now I'm trying not to fall apart. Yesterday, I visited my dark thoughts alone. I walked into the flames. I walked right past the harrowing beasts. I sat amongst burnt trees that you once perceived as fragile, and I felt at home. The fires no longer scare me, they light the way to who I really am. You only soothed my fires to keep me down. You put them out because you could not handle the beauty within me. I was only petrified of them, because I didn't see what they really were. I couldn't fathom their meanings. These flames burn because I am passionate. I am compelling. I am everything that you were afraid of. You weren't brave. You were a coward. You saw scarred limbs and believed that they were shameful, so you tried to change them. Tried to change the parts of me that showed I was fighting a war. And I was winning. A war I'm still winning. You let me believe that changing instead of growing, instead of learning, was what I needed to do. You let me believe that I was broken and needed mending when my jagged pieces made up the magnificence of my being. You couldn't handle my fire, so you tried to smother it. Sean says, Hi, Callie. The song I
0: picked that resonates with me a lot when I think of empowerment and manifesting goals is A Better Son, Daughter by Rilo Keeley. The lyrics begin with the singer paralyzed by fear, and overwhelmed with her life, and rise to a triumphant chorus where the singer declares to herself in third person that she will reach success no matter what, it resonates with me immensely. So have a listen to that. Thank you, Sean. This is a poem submitted by Alexis May, and it's called Hell. Creation flows from her very being the color that erupts onto the canvas from her touch, the life that drips from her words with each story she tells. But creation is not all that she holds within her. Destruction itself resides behind her eyes. The ability to tear down barriers and bring an end to anything she chooses. Choice is her power. Between creation and destruction, She holds everything in her hands. God himself holds his breath as she makes her decision. Creation, destruction. Thank you, Alexis. Caitlin says, So the song I picked is JoJo's Joanna. And though it speaks to her own experiences growing up in the spotlight, I feel that people can find the same notes are applied applicable to their own lives. For example, it speaks about how people can't stop comparing you to your past, looking back at your achievements as a child and then looking at you now and wondering why they're not the same. They say things about how you peaked or you were never truly liked or you were liked for your talent, athleticism, or brains, never for who you truly were. And I think it goes to show That there's so much more to a person than meets the eye. That the person you've been tearing down has personal struggles that no one sees. except what they want to. All that they see is someone they think is going nowhere. But then you explain yourself, and they say it's whatever. Okay, you're mediocre. It's been done a hundred times before. But if you watch a music video, it shows her winking at the end, showing that she's growing and exploring new truths that even with backlash and attempts at controlling who she is, it shows that she's on her way out of her cocoon. And soon, those who tore her down, friends, families, strangers, will be biting their tongue and trying to reinsert themselves into her lives because she shows, even in trivial times, even when everyone is against you, that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. So, we're going to have a listen to that. Thank you, Caitlin.
2: Hey everyone, Uh, my name is Tessa and Kelly asked me to talk a little bit about confidence and creating. Um, So I just wrote down a few thoughts about this topic to share with you guys today. Um, I hope you find it useful or interesting. Uh, So maybe some background about myself is I live in Seattle. Um, I go to the University of Washington and I study marketing and finance. Uh, I'm primarily focused on marketing and in particular digital marketing, which means social media strategy um, and content creation. And currently I'm working as a digital marketing intern for a tech startup, and I previously managed a social media accounts and and strategy for a federal agency. So really I'm forced to be creative in work, but also at the business school. And today I just want to bring up a couple of the things that I've noticed in commercializing creativity and how that affects me mentally, emotionally, and also as an artist. Um, So I guess first one of the challenges of being in a position where you're commercializing your creativity is that the success of those campaigns reflect on your ability to think, write, draw, advertise and I think that can be really mentally tiring when you're creation or whatever like for example i do video content or sometimes i will make a little cute banner for twitter um if those aren't well received it can really make you feel like you're not doing your job right or that you're not a good artist or that maybe you're not as creative as you think you are and i think one of the ways that i'm combating this feeling is by totally removing myself um my art from the from the performance do you know what I'm saying? So when my boss comes back, he's like, "Hey, this only got like, you know, a couple thousand clicks." I try not to like in- internalize that, and I just think of the work that I do at work um, as things that don't really belong to me. They belong to the company. I think that, and I think that way of thinking has really helped me change uh, my self esteem as it relates to commercializing my. Um, creations or drawings or whatever um, that they asked me to do for that day. But again, I think that's something that really comes with a lot of practice. So if you ever find yourself in a situation where you are making something for a company and you, for the first time, get back your results of how it did online, um, I really encourage you to separate yourself from that piece. And I know it can be really hard, especially when you spend a couple hours like drawing something, Um, but you really should um, be really conscious about how you are letting it affect you. And it's definitely, again, easier said than done. Another challenge that I've really noticed um, in this capacity as a marketer is that you get really mentally tired making things all the time. Um, I know when I was in high school and before I started all this, uh, when I would draw or when I would um you know so something little it was always like for stress relief and it made me feel really good after to just complete a project and then just put it away and there was never any feedback on it it was just like something for me to do like at the end of the day I could just do it and that was just for me and no one else had to see it um but marketing you're really on this kind of like underneath a microscope I would say and I think one of the another tip that I have for if you end up commercializing um you know your art um, something that you should also do is try to remain mentally flexible. And so the way I kind of try to do that and the way I try to prevent fatigue is by setting aside a little bit of time at my end of my day to either journal, to write, or to do little doodles that mean nothing and I don't show Any of them to other people. I know it can be really tempting sometimes to like, if you draw something really cute or something you wanna like, put it on your Instagram story, I don't do that. I try to put it away and let no one see it because that was just time for me to reflect about my day. And I highly, highly encourage that. Um, Because like I said, it can be super mentally tiring to make stuff all the time and to get feedback on it all the time. So I think it's really nice to set aside a little bit of time, like two or three minutes uh, before bed to write a little thing down or to think about your day. Um, And that could be in whatever art form that you choose or that you like. I personally like drawing. Um, I also like writing, so that's usually what it ends up being. And I feel like maybe for my final point, one of the other biggest lessons that I've learned in this capacity is to learn how to say no. And I know when I first started doing these jobs, I was really excited because I never thought I would get the opportunity to be making graphics or to be... Um, presenting online about uh, cool stuff that my company is doing. I never thought that opportunity would come to me. So when they gave me projects, I always said, yes, yes, yes. Even if the deadlines overlapped or if I was stressed out or if I had other stuff to do, um, learning how to say no is extremely valuable. And like everything else on my list, it comes with a lot of practice and a lot of time. But trust me, um, this also is something that will prevent a lot of mental fatigue that comes with making things constantly and I'm sure your boss will really appreciate or your customers if you're selling something online. I think they'll really appreciate that you're going for quality over quantity. And I think that's a lesson that I had to learn by making not very good content for a little bit because I was so busy trying to get it all at once. And when I started to slow down and spaced out my projects a little bit more, my work was getting a lot cleaner and neater. And I was actually getting things done maybe a little bit faster because I wasn't so overwhelmed all the time. Um, so yeah, I think if you are choosing to... Uh, Maybe intern at a content creation agency. Um, Yeah, that's a big tip. Learn how to say no. Um, Also, I'm guessing many of you are also going to only be interns. And I think interning is a time where you can really explore um, what those creative bounds are for you in a professional setting. And I think that's also pretty difficult. And I think that's why it's so important to take projects that you feel like you can truly do a good job on. Because those projects are going to be the ones that really expand your skills. If you just get a project like when I get video projects that I don't really know how to do, those really stress me out. And I feel like I don't really do a good job on them. And so I kind of try tend to turn those down a little bit more often because I feel more confident about making stuff for Twitter or maybe drawing a little fact sheet because that's in my wheelhouse. Um, so anyway, thank you guys again. I just wanted to share some of the things that I've noticed Um, And best of luck to you if you choose to end up in marketing. Bye.
0: Next, we have a journal entry submitted by Anna Simpson called Creativity. Thank you, Anna. Creative. I'd like to think that's a word that would be used to describe me. Music, words, friends, these things all push my creativity. I'm lucky to have some of the most creative and talented souls placed in my life that push me creatively on the daily. In a weird way, the people I surround myself with have played a big part in creating who I am. They help me to find myself, who I am, who I want to be, every day. Creating something doesn't always have to mean starting from a blank page. You can create something new from anything, even something old and worn down. I'd like to think that I'm reinventing and creating who I am every day. Next up, we have a segment by Aquila Wellington on Artist Block. Thank you, Akila.
3: I think the thing that helps me out when I'm trying to overcome Artist Block is to lean in. Um, I have uh, a vested interest in keeping a sketchbook and in making sure that I am uh, physically putting my ideas to paper before I even start to think about materials. When I was younger and less experienced in uh, generating ideas, I used to think that my mind was some sort of steel trap and that I would remember everything that I was thinking at that one moment. And I didn't really have much care for writing anything down. And there were a couple of key instances in which I and my work suffered for my unwillingness to uh, (laughs) write down anything for insurance. And after that, I uh, learned that I wasn't as infallible as I thought I was, and that it was in my best interest to develop a sketchbook practice, even if that meant... uh, feeling a little bit stupid or uh, writing things out, explaining things to myself even to the point of redundancy. Then I grew to really enjoy the process of keeping a log of some sort, I've done everything from uh, logging down to the minute for uh, the amount of hours that I've spent in my studio, I've done uh, long extended paragraphs explaining why I thought that yellow was the best color ever. I've had times where, um, I filled pages of my sketchbook with fully rendered shaded sculptures. Um, I've had days where I could only get through about three gestural line drawings of what I had been envisioning in my mind. If I'm suffering from artist block, sometimes it means that there are other parts of my life that are suffering um, or other parts of my life that are not being well maintained and I'm starting to feel um, the effects of it. Oftentimes it means that I need to remind myself to put in a load of laundry or to clean my house or to do the dishes. Um, perhaps I need to pay a bill or something like that. Um, another obstacle for me, at least, to making work, and probably the biggest uh, thing that I think about when I start to uh, conceptualize a piece is transportation. I don't own a car, um, so oftentimes I have to rely on the kindness of Samaritans who are willing to transport me and my belongings, uh, to a particular location at a time that is convenient for both them and myself, um, sometimes for me, the hardest thing is trying to get to the actual space, um, where I make things, um, uh honestly, if I'm being honest, uh, the hardest part about making art, especially when I'm already not feeling it, is trying to <laughs> muster the will and the determination to be in studio. I've been in studio, um, and when I say studio, I mean the place where I make art. I've been in studio a lot. I've been in studio when I was sad. I've been in studio when I was angry. I've been in studio when I was frustrated. I've gone to that place um, frequently when I did not want to, and I made work anyway. Um, And I think the repeated, um, consistent pattern of me going to studio, regardless of how I personally feel um, in deference to the uh, process of, of making work and the knowledge that it takes dedication and not just divine inspiration is probably the only thing that repeated uh, action of going to studio um, regardless of how I feel is probably the only thing that really gives me the courage and the confidence to know that eventually I will figure it out. Because I've done it before. And when I have that courage and when I have that uh, confidence and that proof, um, that precedent, it makes it a little bit easier to, to put on my walking shoes and go Um, that along with sketching um, in general maintenance of my life it's like I'm trying to remove as many obstacles as possible in the best ways I know how um, to make it easier and clear my path entirely so that I can uh, go to studio and make I also have a reverence and a fear for um, making art, and even if I've, I'm experiencing rejection or failure, the, the awareness that I have, the amount of times that I have been delighted, um, and rewarded in studio, the memories of those times sometimes are enough to sustain me, even if I'm, currently on a losing streak. I had a mentor of mine tell me once that making art um, and, and being a career artist is possibly one of the most uh, unselfish things to do. And the reason is because every time you go to studio, there's always a potential for you um, to fail. And in that way, you die to your ego every time.
4: Okay. Hi. <laughs> um, my name is Jack, and I go by they, them pronouns, sometimes he. That always feels good. Um, and my online handle is at QueerswampGoth on Instagram and Twitter. Um, my friend Callie has this wonderful podcast that I really love and I am so happy that she was willing to let me share on here even for a little chunk of time. Um, she basically asked me to share, um, a story about creating Beginnings, endings, anything along those lines, um And I'm sorry if you can hear it's raining a lot in Florida and I tried to make it as quiet as possible But it's just (laughs) I Can't with Florida it rains so much Um, So if you hear rain, hopefully it's a little relaxing and not distracting Um, Anyway I wanted to share about starting creative endeavors even when it is scary to share them. Um, So if you don't know me, I work full-time during the day as a hairstylist, which is a great creative outlet. I get to paint on hair and create these really cool styles, and it really gives me a lot of joy and um, fulfillment. Um, I love my job, but there are other outlets that I've always been interested in, and I jump around from hobby to hobby, creative endeavor and outlet to, you know, next the next new thing that I'm into. Um, I currently have a garden that is getting out of hand. I have way too many plants and fruits and vegetables. Um, I have, I love to journal. Um, I love to draw <laughs> and I love to sing. So these are all creative outlets, but I was kind of wanting something more and something I could share with other people. And I've created things in the past. I've made jewelry. Um, I've made, <laughs> um, poetry. I, like I said, I really love to write. Um, but I was really inspired when a friend of mine named Ansley (laughs) sent me a zine that they had made and it was so tiny and so sweet and I loved it so much and they're a very talented artist. Um, and I was so inspired and I like thought, oh my god, I love this little zine and I want to make one. (laughs) And so I asked them how I could make a zine and they sent me little infographs and led me in the direction of some videos and I started asking other friends that I knew had made zines how they did it and like their process and everybody was so helpful in sharing how to start creating these cute, tiny, little books. <laughs> um, Which is just the great thing about having a creative support group, or um, creative connections with other humans. It's just, you they inspire you and can help you in and, and exploring new outlets, and it's just a beautiful thing. Um, So, I didn't originally have an idea, but then I remembered that at Camp Gritty, which is where I met Callie, I was so, so ready to share this poem I had written, but it was just so personal, and (laughs) at the Camp Gritty Variety Show, it had already gotten really, like, deep and, um personal for other people who were sharing, that I was like, you know what, I want to keep it light. Um, so I ended up reading a Lemony Snicket book instead for my variety show (laughs) performance or whatever. Um, but this poem I had written, I usually just write things for myself to express myself. Um, some of them are songs that will probably, well, they might get made, who knows. Um, And some of them are poems, just little iambic pentameter poems. (laughs) Um, This one in particular was in regards to my gender identity and the beginning of accepting that gender identity um, for what it truly is um, because it's been an (laughs) ever-long journey trying to find myself and find that sweet spot to call my own in in being comfortable in my own gender. Um, Right now I identify as non-binary, but I came to terms with the fact that um, I need to take certain steps um, as far as transitioning in order to live a happy and fulfilled life and that was really hard to admit as a non-binary person because there are slim to few options for non-binary people as far as transitioning um, and on top of that I have this intersection of being trans non-binary and being chronically ill so I have to go to doctors for things that have nothing to do with being trans but I fear that I will get this um what people in the trans community call trans broken arm syndrome where if you break your arm the doctor will say it's because you're trans. It's really common for healthcare providers to think that you being on hormones or what have you, must be the cause, the underlying cause of this thing that's happening to your body that has nothing to do with <laughs> the hormones um, most of the time. Um, so I have this great fear that in transitioning, my health care for my chronic illness will almost be undermined and not taken as seriously. So I wrote this poem after a very long day of feeling sick and tired of not being able to find a doctor who can help me in the ways that I needed to be helped, um, not just with my transition, but with <laughs> everything else that's going on, um, and I wrote this poem And I realized that it was something that other people must feel because there are so many other people who have this intersection of trans and chronically ill or trans and disabled. Um, So I decided that I wanted to make a zine that showcased this poem and attempt (laughs) to draw scenes from my life where I felt the way that this poem in like imbues um so for example i'll read you a tiny bit of it um so this is part of the poem and it says <laughs> i wrote i don't like going to doctors one of the reasons being that i have to check the little f box They asked me if I could be pregnant and about the details of my last menstruation. I don't tell them, so how could they know this causes frustration? It's so common for healthcare providers to use very gendered language and for doctor's offices to be a kind of dysphoric experience for trans people, and I know that other trans people feel this way. Um... So I decided it was time to share, and so I sat down with all these videos and infographs that my friends who make scenes sent me and I got an eight and a half by (laughs) eleven sheet of paper and I folded it up, cut it up, and I made this teeny tiny little booklet and I numbered down which pages would be which and then I started to rough draft and draw and place where the words would go and how it was going to look and I named the zine, um, and then I got scared to share that I was beginning to transition, to share about my chronic illness, because I don't really talk about it, um, except for with my partner, and like my mom, (laughs) Um, so I was very scared to talk about it, and to share how being trans makes me feel in a doctor's office, how dysphoric it is to be in a doctor's office. And I knew, know it can be triggering for a lot of people, so I'm sorry if it is triggering. <laughs> um, but I decided to make it, 2020 is going to be a new year, <laughs> and I decided that um, 2020 is the year that I'm going to put out this little zine for everybody to read and to enjoy and um, just have give myself space to share how I feel and not worry about how other people are going to interpret it or how it's going to be received um, and just mark sharing this theme as the beginning of accepting myself for who I am in all my non-binary, finery, and, um, in all my chronically awesome. (laughs) Uh, I really think that I want to end this by saying that if something is so important to you, that you put it into a physical form that it is worth sharing and the world needs to hear how everybody is feeling or see it if you make a painting that's going to make people feel they're going to be able to interpret how you were feeling when you made that painting if you're um, a fiber artist people are going to look at the scenes you make in your embroidery or whatever and know they're going to interpret it and it's gonna make them feel something and in a world that can be really cruel we need art that makes us feel good and feel something so in 2020 <laughs> keep an eye on me because and keep me accountable be like Please, someone, please, keep on me and tell me I need to put out this this little zine because I really want to do it, and I don't want to let fear drive me to not putting it out. Um, So keep me accountable, and um, I hope to see you in 2020 reading my zine. (laughs) All right, I hope everybody has a blessed day and a happy happy new year um and all love and light to everybody and thank you so much for letting me share this little bit about making a zine and beginning to share
0: the things i create yay (laughs) that's it all folks thank you so much for sharing jack I love it when my Camp Gertie friends are part of projects that I'm working on, too. Next, you're going to hear me talking to my little sister, Audrey, and my little brother, Corbett, um, just about, you know, their interests and what it's like to grow up.
5: I know you can't see it, but I have one that's Astrology for Happiness and Success by Megan w- me- Mecca Woods. And then I have one in Focus Astrology, Your Personal Guide. We got this one in Canon. No. No, it was when we went down on a camping trip, Lake DeGray. Yeah. We got both of them then. And let me find the Leo. Do you want to read that? Do you want me? you want to? Do you want to do, do that? And
0: you can talk about why you're interested in astrology.
5: Well, what do I say?
0: Like, why do you like astrology?
5: you interested (laughs) in okay leo the planet is the sun the symbol is the lion the gender is the masculine um the element is fire and the quality is fixed and if you what is that app that we have costar costar i'm like a mix of a lot of fire water land earth signs fire and earth yeah
0: Yeah, she's got a lot of Virgo in her chart.
5: Yeah, that's my mother. And the second one... The second one's probably my favorite. What is it's a lot to read?
0: You don't have to read it all. Well,
5: yeah, but... It's like a page... Um, how you... How you're a rock star. Um, glowing with color... The colors that, like, go good on you are gold, orange, red, yellow. Oh, that's my favorite color. Scent, citrus, blood orange, nero, yuza, passion fruit, um, spicy, bay leaf, cinnamon, clove, saffron, floral, helotrop, chamomile, chamomile, Yang lang Yang and <laughs> Nemeso. That's why we don't pay attention to that one. Um... How do you approach your career, how to help you get ahead, journal prompts. Yeah, Callie always writes in her journal. I can see why. Why? Because you're a Leo. That's not a Leo thing. It's just... Well, okay. Dealing with disappointment, approach, approach to wellnesses, making your home a castle, fire tips... So
0: did you know that
5: today is the first day of Sagittarius season? Yes, I did. You did? Yeah, because if you, here, let me find Sagittarius.
0: So what do you guys look forward to about growing up?
5: It's a trap.
0: Okay, we established that, but what do you look forward to? Being able to get stuff. <laughs> what do you mean? Like a car? Yes. Being able to drive. Being able to drive. Driving is fun. Yes. Owning a car is not, though. Because then you have to take care of it. Yes, but, like. I just want to drive. But what? I just want to drive. Want to drive. Yeah, driving is fun.
6: Hey, Callie. It's Arlene. Um, just responding to your post on Instagram because it was talking about new beginnings, which is great. Um, I've re- been rebranding this whole week so I feel the stress of it all like this week so it's perfect to talk about um you know I started a new thing because I was so unhappy with the name that I had and I feel like if you want to be completely honest and you want things to work out you need to be honest with yourself and i changed the name to something completely gender neutral because i identify as non-binary so my pronouns are she they i don't get bothered if someone calls me she but i rather um they them um so you know i just practically was like i really want a new name because i just don't feel this way anymore and granted i feel like as humans we're constantly changing, but there's a there's a tipping point where we feel that this is who we're meant to be, that this is going to stay this way no matter what. I also feel like once you're getting close to your 30s, which is kind of what's happening with me, um, you kind of figure it out. Even though I, I constantly feel like we're always constantly struggling and just, you know, kind of just adjusting to to everything that's just how that is but like I feel that at a certain point you just know who you are and you want to continue that so I had to start over because it was hurting me and I was like you know keeping the name that I had before um six seven years ago and I was like I need to start over because I don't feel this way at all and the fact that you know at camp people were talking about how they felt, and I was like, damn, I've been feeling like this my whole life, and I didn't know it was, like, a choice that I had, um, and I felt like that with a lot of things, and I've changed, I know it's stupid, but, like, little things, like, clothes, and, like, the way that I express myself, or, or not express myself, but just, like, how I look to people, I guess, like, whatever, their perspectives, um, I don't know. It's just uh it it's weird but I I'm comfortable with who I am and I feel that that was necessary to do that to start new in uh tr- trying again with with camming. Um it's never not been unsuccessful. There's just a lot of times where I'm just like, wow, this sucks. Just like anything creative, like you have your good days and you have your bad days, and that's what it was. And I think that starting new with something that makes me happy, it'll pick up itself, and people will know the name, and and I'm, I'll be thrilled, you know, if that happens. Um, but I definitely feel the pressure. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I I don't like I feel so completely satisfied because. It's a name that makes sense and I love it and I don't know. I just I just feel happy about
0: it. <laughs> this is a poem I wrote called My Favorite Medium. Picking a favorite medium for an artist is a joke. Our medium is repetition. Life will give us something to say draw, photograph, sing, and that becomes our technique. Grief curves a subject like no other. Hunger snaps through syllables. Love pumps like no other. Life as a medium is the point. I'm not limited by my physical materials, only my experiences. Sometimes I wonder, How original originality can be. Haven't we had the same ideas before? Haven't people hurt this way before? Haven't they felt happiness? I wonder if there will be a point when I have no new ideas. Does an intuitive tap run dry? I am so grateful for everyone who has helped me make this podcast into a reality. Thank you to everyone listening. Thank you to my friends and family. Season two is underway, and you can expect more from me in 2020. I hope you guys have a happy New Year's. Thanks for listening, lovelies.